Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from D&D Academy. I am Michael, and this is Fade Deadlands, the good, the bad, and the zombie. And this is our second episode of this uh, particular game that is being run by Porter Williams, also known as Razor Storm on Twitter. Um, we pick up pretty much where we left off last time with, uh, we had been on a train. I was a, I was actually captured by Caleb's character. I'm an outlaw who's been framed. He's a bounty hunter who came after me and, uh, he captured me kind of backstory before we got started. He was taking me back to collect the reward and on the train, we were attacked by some Apache warriors. Uh, we were able to defend ourselves against them with the help of Scott's character, who I cannot pronounce his name. Uh, we ended up calling him Martin. He is a uh, tribalist, mystic, Jesuit wanderer. Uh, we did change his name for this uh, episode to kind of make it more in line with his heritage, so we started calling him Martin. And uh, the three of us were able to defend the train, and right at the end of last episode, uh, the warriors that we had killed started to raise as zombies, um, as did the victims of the Apaches as they were coming onto the train. So we start off this episode uh, fighting against the zombies, and uh, you'll just have to listen in and see where we end up. So here is uh, Faye Deadlands, episode number two, The Good, the Bad, and the Zombies. All right, everybody, welcome to Deadlands Fate Session 2. We're going to pick up where we left off last time. And so quick recap of what happened last session. The, our heroes were on a train headed east with our silver-tongued rascal, Sebastian Kane, having been arrested by the, by the genteel bounty hunter, Jonah Augustus. And uh, he has him, uh, had him chained up on the train. And uh, our tribalist Jesuit mystic noticed that there were Apache raiders uh, coming on, uh, uh, about to attack the train. He got everyone's attention, and uh, you guys were able to uh, stage a defense. You were able to repel the uh, repel the the, the warriors. Um, but uh, but after uh, every the dust settled for a moment, uh, our session ended with all of the slain. Uh, passengers, soldiers, um, uh, rising uh, in a as a, as rising as zombies, and we ended with a uh, with the, the 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 chilling call of, uh, of of zombies looking for brains coming at you. So that's where we picked up. Uh, that's where we left off last time. We're going to pick up right from there, back on our train. So let's do a quick uh, quick reminder of. Uh, who our players and characters are. So, Caleb, go ahead and lead us. Uh, I am Jonah Augustus, high concept, gentleman, bounty hunter. I am Tetebacate Martin Malodana de Jesus, high concept, a tribalist Jesuit mystic. Also known as Martin and Michael. I am Sebastian Kane. I'm a silver-toned rascal with a new improved accent. <laughs> You've been practicing. <laughs> okay, so the last uh, the last Apache Raider went down. You guys were catching your breath for a moment, and on both ends of the train, you all heard the same sound. And we compelled the ca the the campaign aspect. The zombies are coming. So on your far end of the train, Martin. You have a uh, an undead uh, soldier who's rising up, and his uh, as he as he shambles up to his feet, you see the knife uh, that the, the 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 raider stuck in his throat right before he died. The knife is jutting out sideways from his neck, and uh, the blood is no longer spurting, but it is dribbling, and uh, you see the blade just jutting out as that crazy angle, and his it's causing his head to sort of list to the side, and his eyes are glassy and okay, and thick, um, and his mouth just hangs open, and his, his uh, teeth start clapping together, and his hands come up in, in uh, 
with his, his fingers curled sharply, and uh, one hand swipes clumsily, reaching for you, and his mouth just keeps chomping. And both uh, both arms extend towards you, and he sort of stumbles clumsily forward. This uh, ancient and primordial creature of the Yoanya is clearly after me. I am quick to run, and I think my first action is to run. <laughs> Wait, what did you call him? Uh, the uh, ancient and mystical creature from the Yoanya. The Yoanya is ancient primordial or mythic world in the Yaki hierarchy of worlds. As opposed to the Huyanya, <laughs> the wilderness world. <laughs> or awesome the flower run. world, the Sianya, where good and positive things come from. This is clearly something from the ancient primordial texts. I uh, don't feel capable of handling it myself. The Apache Raiders themselves were hard enough, so I am booking it. Book this. All right. So you are, um, you guys are in that car on the other end, and they are, and so the um, you have an open, there's an open doorway leading out to the next, leading out to the next car, so you'll have to kind of run through some open space. Um, that's where you had, uh, in, in the previous fight, you had thrown the, uh, a raider overboard. So do you just run, do you run, uh, you've got a, a walkway that leads you from one car to the next with a little kind of railing that make it so people don't fall off. And, you know, well, the, the, uh, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to enter the walkway between the cars, okay. uh, close the door. I, I believe the window was smashed out when we left it off, but close the yes, door on my side and and look through the window on the other side to see if that carriage is clear. If this is the only creature of the Oanya who sprang up on the, the, the train, then I'm duty-bound to make sure that it doesn't uh, harm any other innocents, at the very least. But if that car is also full of creatures from the Yoanya, I will try to ascend the ladder to the top of the train. Okay, so as you look into the next car ahead of you, it, uh, this next car is a, um, is a, uh, a cargo cart. Um, passengers don't normally get down on this end, and so you've got a clear passageway through the next car. But uh, as you're looking at, as you turn your back, to the door to look out the next car. Suddenly, the uh, the zombie slams into the doorway, and his an, an arm reaches out through the broken glass window um, and grabs hold of your shoulder. And you hear that you hear his teeth behind you, and uh, his his hands lock like a vice on your uh, on your one shoulder, and uh, and he's now um, he's grabbed hold of you. Oh dear, I don't want to end up like Saint Kumgar. I believe I will um, attempt to resist him as best I am able. Okay, go I ahead and make, uh, to escape, go ahead and just give me a um, uh, an athletic overcome roll, uh, whatever, uh, what approach is your choice, but this um, would definitely be I'm going to try to be quick. I am trying to get away as quickly as possible. Go for it. So quick overcome I, uh, target. I got a plus two total on that, and so I can roll a total of two. Very good. All right, so you're able to uh, so go ahead and uh, tell us how you break away from his from his his uh, grind, his, as, uh, his dead grip and uh, run into the next car. As 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 the clammy gloved hands shake around my body, I uh, dodge first left and then right. His hands uh, slipping, actually the the gloves falling needlessly because he's not bothering to keep them on. Mm. And uh, with with the gloves tattering underneath the train car, I I run into the next car. Cool. So you, as you, as you run away, you get a glance behind you, and you just see him reaching through the door, and you, you can hear him kind of slamming the door. And uh, it's only a matter of time till he uh, will break that down. But it seems like it's stopping him for, for the time being. Terrifying. And uh, you, you run through the, uh, you run through the cargo cart, and um, uh, you get to a, another uh, utility car, or not? Sorry, you get past the. the uh, you get past the cargo car and you're pa uh, going hitting the walkway to head to the next car, which mm -hmm. is a passenger car. Right. It is not the passenger car that uh, Sebastian and Jonah are looking into, but the two groups effectively see the same thing. Uh, both groups are effectively seeing the same thing. So Jonah and Sebastian, we're going to jump to your side, but Scott, you're, when you get to the next car, you see about the same thing they're seeing. Okay. Uh, it's just happening in two separate cars that are adjacent to each other. Uh, last time, the the raiders had jumped into the car and had started slaughtering uh, the passengers. And 
it was just a total bloodbath. The walls are splattered um, uh, with passenger blood. You guys got quite a several head direct headshots. Um, so the the whole cart is just a just a nightmarish mess. The windows are are sprayed, um, and the the passengers um, who had died minutes ago are now uh, are now rising up, and you see arms reaching up and pulling themselves up over the seats. Um, you see uh, you see one uh, one passenger who had not uh, who had survived the initial onslaught. Suddenly, her her fan, uh, she pokes her head up, seeing what's going on, and you see a hand reach over from another seat um, and grab her hat and rip it off, um, taking with it a, a long handful of hair, and then um, a head, uh, the, the head and shoulders of of a uh, of a of a young gentleman lunges up over the seat from behind her. His eyes are thick and glassy, and his mouth is wide open, and he reaches down and. Uh, and uh, chomps down on her uh, on her left ear, and you see uh, blood spurt from the side of her face as uh, as uh, and she and she screams. And similar piece similar things are happening all over the car. The passengers that didn't die in the initial assault from the raiders are being attacked by by these uh, by the the recently dead uh, victims. And uh, so far, they're focusing on the um, they don't seem to be aware of you right now. They are. There's too much. Uh, there's too many opportune, easy targets right within reach, and it's a, just a just a bloodbath. What do you do? I look down at Kane. Shit just got real. <laughs> you ain't lying. Good southwestern expression. I like it. Michael Bay is timeless. <laughs> So I, I did want to ask, uh, you had made yeah. a point the first game to uh, sort of mention a, a, a woman who was reading a book and kind of acting unusual. Is she alive? Is she a zombie? Is she, is I sure did. I sure did mention her earlier on. I was wondering if you guys had forgotten about her. You don't see her in the car. Oh. During the, the fight that just happened, Yep. Um, did I... Uh, did Jonah notice her? Did Did Jonah notice notice anything happening to her? Her fighting, leaving, anything? Nope. During the during the chaos of the when the Apaches attacked, um, at some point in there, she was there. You know, she was there when the Apaches attacked. Hmm. After that, you don't remember seeing her, but you don't see her now. But it is absolute chaos in there. She could have died very quickly, and be, she could be on the floor, uh, but you don't see her. Okay. Now, we are from Deadlands where some crazy stuff has happened, but is my character at all familiar with zombies, or is this really just freaking me out? So, you, great, great question. So, you guys are from this, you know, this is the Deadlands setting. Things have been, you know, weird stuff has been going on for a long time out west. None of you are like this is not normal for any of you. Um, Jonah and Sebastian are from back, you know, jo uh, Jonah's from back east, and Sebastian's from kind of Midwest area. Like you guys are not, you guys are not, you know, you you were you were always uh, kind of working the saloon stuff. You never made it this far west. You've heard stuff. People back east talk about the weird horrors that happen out west. You have, but you, no one really takes it seriously. So, I, so I'm not familiar with zombies. I would have the same reaction in game as I would really have right now if I saw zombies. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you are uh, not prepared. Okay. Um, so my first thought is we we have the door right in front of us because we're we are right at the edge of one car that leads into the next. Right? There's that little gap between yep. the doors. There are two uh, doors. There's a door on their side which is swinging, which is flapping in the breeze. And then uh, there's your door, which, if you remember, Caleb actually, like, beat one of the raiders with a door, and then you guys moved out to the platform when you chucked a guy, chucked him over. So right. you guys are right on the, the space um, in, between, uh, in between the cars. You've got a door, you've got a functional door in front of you and a functional door behind you, although the door on your side has, has been shot out. 
Right. Okay, so what I'd like to do is I want to try to close the door on their car quietly so that they maybe won't see us. And then because this is a game that involves a train, I want to try to pull the pin to separate the back cars from the engine, which we are a part of. Yeah, you Sorry. guys are on the engine. Okay. All right, so yeah, I... I'm assuming everyone's dead, and there are no survivors, and I want to leave. <laughs> Just so <gonna> leave. <laughs> pull, pull the okay. pin and go. You are not a heroic character. I can deal with this. All right. So, um, so you start looking around the uh, on the bottom of the train. Um, give me a uh, skilled roll. You can pick your, you know, uh, let me know what approach. But this would be a skilled situation to find to kind of figure out how to how to release this. Are you saying any? Are you saying anything to Jonah? Uh, to to Jonah, or are you just doing? Oh, I'm just gonna do it. All right. Jonah would try to stop that. Would you? Would Interesting. You really? Would he? All right. Well, I want to know where that holy man went. He's dead. They're all dead. We don't know that for sure. Uh, well, you go check. I'll wait here. <laughs> all um, right. Let's uh, let let's cut to the other side of the train. So, Scott, you reached you you reached the uh, the the second passenger car, and you are you saw the the the. Uh, uh, Almost identical, horrific scene of slaughter happening in that in that passenger car. There are uh, there are a ton of uh, of undead nasties going on in there, and in fact, it's probably worse than the car they're seeing because this car didn't have um, have Jonah and Sebastian shooting down raiders. So you actually see one of the raiders, the the last <laughs> raider. He's actually getting torn down by a a mob of like four zombies just grabbing hold of him and. Pulling him to the ground and starting to like bite into bite into things. You do not want to go through that car. No, this is this is clearly a big fest of bad news. But I I absolutely must get to the engine. The the engine's the probably our best source of escape. And I remember those two shining, very competent combatants. I could probably stand just behind, and uh, <laughs> that, that would probably be pretty good. So I'm I'm going to remember the tale of the fox and the chipmunk where the fox thought he could outrun the chipmunk, but the chipmunk uh, took overland terrain across trees instead of going through the rough rocks and uh, beat him. And I will go over to the top of the train car and uh, attempt to get onto the top of the train and work across the top of the car, avoiding the disaster below. Awesome. Okay, so you hop up. So you hop. You're, you're, you get up onto the, the, the roof of the... First car where the and you can just you hear the sounds happen the uh you hear the sound of the slaughter happening below you but you've got a nice clear path so you're you know crouched low as you move across the uh, as you move across the the ceiling and the wind is just whipping in your hair as the train rushes on the tracks. Um, the, the train hasn't slowed at all since the uh, the zombie apocalypse started, has it? Nope. Nope, not at all. Not at Good. all. Good. That, um, that implies to me that either the conductor is alive and sane or very dead. But uh, either way, I should get to the engine. Yeah. So as you are coming, uh, however, as you get to the end of your car, the car you're running across, you realize directly ahead of you, at the on the ceiling of the other car, you see that uh that that cowgirl that you saw in the car who was reading the weird, who was flipping through the weird arcane book. Mm-hmm. You see her moving her way along uh, along the car in her uh, in a in a pair of of uh, you know low heeled low heeled boots and jeans. Uh, so she's not in a dress. She's in she's in jeans and uh, and blouse and vest and a hat. Um, she's moving along the uh, uh, along the roof of the the, the passenger car in front um, of you, in front of you uh, and heading uh, and you see her. Actually, sorry, not the passenger car ahead of you. She's actually the car beyond that, which is the conductor car. She's on top of the conductor she car. She is on top of the conductor car. Oh. I um... So there's one car in between you. So you are two zones away. You're in passenger car two. Ahead of you is passenger car one. And then the, there's the conductor Where's, car. And then well, there's I, the I conductor won't... car. As, as I as I continue to carefully make my way along the top of this car and, and hopefully make a successful leap onto the next, I will yell out, good, more survivors. Um, and uh, she does not react to you. Presumably she can't hear you in the wind, although her hat 
suddenly whips off her head and her hair just billows out behind her dramatically and her hat goes <laughs> flipping through the air uh, towards you. And it looks like she's trying to make her way. You think she's trying to like move quietly so she doesn't make sound below her. It looks like she's being very deliberate and uh, uh, and that she's she's moving to the front of the car. Hmm. Well, as as I have no reason to suspect that she's not a a child of Christ and following the light, I will assume that there is there are more of these uh, creatures from the ancient world inside of that conductor car, and she's trying not to disturb them. I'll do my best to uh, try to increase my speed and catch up with her. So as you get to the end of your pass, when you get as you get to the end of passenger car two, you are um, you reach the edge of the car and you have uh, you can either make a very a very long but not in you know not insurmountable jump but a fairly significant leap from one car to the next, or you can climb down and climb back up on the other side. Well, you can see down through the window of the car in front of you, and you see the same kind of, uh, of mess going on in the car that you just came over. So you know yes. you definitely don't want to go in there. Yes, I, I'd assume so. Otherwise, she would not be on top of the car she came out of. So I, I will... Now is not the time to waste time going down, but it's also not the time to accidentally miss the train and get myself killed, probably with a rolling impact. So I will quite carefully, athletically, jump the gap. Okay. All right, you are uh, go ahead and uh, you take a nice measured, measured sprint to leap across. Go ahead and uh, and make a careful athletic roll. With my plus three, that is a six. That is plenty. I was going for a difficulty three. So, um, all right. So give us your uh, t- tell us how you how you uh, what tell us how you how you make it across. Well, with my. Um... Rifle still in hand from the uh, earlier combat. I, I jump, thrusting it in front of me to try to bring my balance forward and um, quite gracefully land with the, the toes of my feet and moccasins just starting to make contact with the next car. Very nice. So um, you are now on top of passenger car one. Um, you're able to make it towards the towards the front of that car, and you you hear all of the the, the slaughter going on below you. And as you are uh, reaching the end of that car, you see the woman. She has she has reached the front of her car, and you see her kind of crouch down, grab the edge of the train, and she sw- she does a uh, she swings down. And her feet kick in through the glass window, and she disappears into the uh, into the passenger car. All right, back to into the passenger, passenger car. Do you mean into or, sorry, the conductor train car. cabin? Conductor. conductor car. So back to uh, Jonah and Sebastian. So you guys are uh, you guys are in the car. You're starting to look down at the uh, at the couplings, and behind you, you guys hear the conductor. We forgot about the conductor. <laughs> And uh, you hear him yell as uh, yell out as you hear shattering glass behind you. And uh, as uh, uh, Jonah, as uh, since you're Sebastian's down dealing, looking at the coupling, you are, are in a best position to see this. You see a pair of elegant heeled boots kick kick in through the glass window up by his conductor driving area, which, if you remember, was slightly separate, was kind of walled off from your uh, your little hangout area where you had. <laughs> Uh, had Sebastian uh, chained to the pipe, and uh, you see her. You see uh, the cowgirl fly into the car. Uh, you're pretty sure she swung from the roof, and her her heeled boots fly in, connect squarely with the conductor's jaw, send him smashing into the wall, and uh, she lands gracefully on in a in a crouched position on the ground, uh, and and instantly her pistol is out, still in the crouch, pointed at you. So. She stands. She she slowly rises to her feet, or, or rises from the crouch, the gun never leaving you know uh, leaving your chest, and uh, and she uh, and and uh, her hair is, is hanging down in kind of wild uh, wild wind blown uh, mess from the from being up on the train, and uh, and she says, well well well, Jonah got you've got quite a situation going on, and go you've got a, quite a situation on your hands here. You've got something the Wichita witches want. I suggest you get out of my way. So, Sebastian, 
I'm compelling your aspect of I owe the Wichita witches. Jonah, I am actually compelling Sebastian's aspect of worth more worth more dead than a, or worth more alive than dead against you. You both get a fate point if you accept. Sure. Sweet. Yeah. Take your fate points. We get complications. Yay, drama. <laughs> All right. So, um, so right now, Sebastian hasn't. Uh, I, I'm going to say, Sebastian, you're so you're so focused on the coupling that uh, this and with all the and there's so much noise out there that you haven't really noticed this yet. So, Jonah, you have an angry Wichita witch pointing a gun at you, and uh, she wants the guy behind you. As a point of understanding, Go does for it. Jonah have any knowledge of who these people are? Yes. So the Wichita witches are a are a notorious um, group of really really dangerous women that uh, are that are uh, a fairly well known or you know mob or gang organized crime. They do lots of bad stuff and they are known for they 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 are entirely female for one thing and they are known for having really scary. You know, uh, using really scary magic in their uh, in their in their dealings. You know that this is the group that Sebastian was uh, working with when he did the the heist that you have come to arrest him for. And I would have been telling him that I was framed and kind of saying, you know, this is a misunderstanding, and and they're the ones that did everything. And so you would have heard me talk about them as well. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, so you 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 know who these ladies are, and they are scary. They, these are some scary chicks. Um, and if there's only what they're 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 known for being quite competent, <laughs> to say the least. So if uh, if there's if uh, if you've got one lone gunwoman coming after you, it stands to reason that she is she's probably pretty badass. And what she just pulled coming in through the window was uh, exceptionally badass. Yeah. So I say you got some trouble, friend. Well, Jonah is going to try to play it cool. All right. From back east. Let's play it cool. I'll tip my hat and nod at her. I'm like, well, that might rightly be so, ma'am, but I think we got something uh, a little bit more important to handle for the time being. I'll nod backwards at the Walking Dead. She smiles. Uh, she smiles a, uh, a fierce, perfectly white, toothy grin, which is really unusual for this time. But um, she, she kind of looks over your shoulder. She goes, yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty awful. It's also not my problem. And uh, you see the, uh, the, conductor the conductor sort of groan and twitch. She kind of glances down, and for just a moment, her gun leaves, uh, is no longer pointed at you. She shoots. The conductor uh, stops moving, and she comes back to you. Damn. Like I said, not my problem. Right, so I assume that the gunshot would have alerted me that something was happening. Absolutely. You hear the gunshot. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. In my head, it's cool. you got to tell me if it's possible. Go for it. So, so I'm currently between the two cars, right? Yep. So the door to my right, in my mind, goes to the conductor's car. The door on my left goes to the passenger car. Okay. The doors that do they open, swing in and out, or do they slide side to side? Uh, the doors. Oh, they swing. Yeah, they actually swing. Um, trying to think of the the trains I've been on. They swing in. They swing in. They swing in, and there's an air. There's kind of a little clearance area up where there's no seat um, at the inside of each thing. So yeah, they always swing in. Can I spend a fate point and have them swing out? Tell me what you're trying to do, maybe. <laughs> so, so, so what I wanted to do is because she she shot the gun. So yeah. I imagine that the zombies would have heard that as well. So what I want to do is open both doors and then hang on to them and lean outside of the the train so I create an avenue for the zombies to rush into the conductor car while I'm outside the train. Well, that's freaking interesting. Huh, sure. What direction <laughs> doors open is not a big enough point for me to care about. Awesome. Fate point. Um, however, there's a slight... Con how, how, uh, the zombies are not paying any attention to your car because there's a whole lot of good eating on their side. Uh, um, how are you getting their attention? I well, like see, where I, you're going. I, I hope. I was hoping that the gunshot would have done that, so that, that was kind of yeah. dependent. Like In my head, I saw them starting to walk towards us, so if they're not doing that, I may hold off on that because uh, that was my goal is I wanted to instantly cause 
like a you know a stampede. So I might hold off on doing that, and I'll just go ahead and stand up, and much like Joan, I'll be playing it cool. But I probably will like kick the door behind me. I want to make kind of make noise, trying to draw their attention. And if I see them coming at us, then I'll try to do my cool little move there. Well, tell you what, I like the idea of what you're going for. So sure, you're paying a fate point. The gunshot gets their attention. Um, however, what you're trying to what you're trying to do to to hang on to two doors and kind of and kind of get out get yourself out of the way yeah. is um, that Crazy. is tricky. Yeah. So I think we need an athletic roll. Okay. Um, and uh, what um, what approach makes sense for you here? I'm gonna say clever, only because this is a clever idea. Sure. This is definitely a clever. This is totally a clever trick. So, okay. um, yeah, clever athletic roll to uh, to be able to kind of. So what you're doing, um, ba- you're like balancing on one of the rails, opening opening the two doors, and uh, and creating a nice open channel where the. Uh, and uh, we're gonna say that uh, since she was dealing with uh, the conductor and her, and she's very focused on uh, Jonah at the moment. And you have kind of the intervening door wallway that she can't see really what you're doing very well anyway. So okay. there is now a open thing. The zombies don't rush through, but you have their attention. And Excellent. so you see a few zombie heads looking up like, huh? And uh, Caleb, you um, you notice the uh, you can't actually with all the noise of the train and and everything you can't really hear the groaning coming from the other side right now but you see her eyes kind of widen a little bit as they look beyond you over your shoulder um, with what the, with what he did he's kind of essentially out of the conductor's car at this point right he is he is he is in the space in between the cars oh. John, uh, okay, sorry, so that you, you, you gave, I, I just realized I hadn't checked your, your roll result in the, in the, in the so you got a result of three, um, does your not, does, uh, Sebastian not have, oh, he's athletic zero, clever one, okay, yeah, that makes sense, Sebastian, so yeah, Jonah is in the space between the cars, right now, your, your focus is, is really on the, 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 the scary woman with the gun, so you, you're not really aware of what he's doing at the moment, but you notice her look over your shoulder, and uh, whatever's behind you just really got her attention. Well, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I knew Kane would do that. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And I want to do a still looking at her, very cool jump backwards through the door to kind of match where Kane is. Okay, so uh, let's do a create advantage. Using your uh, using your aspect, uh, creating advantage on your aspect. Of I knew you would do that. I don't. That sounds like a clever skill to me. But you might be able to. We could probably. You could probably also do it with athletic or something. But uh, how do you want to? How do you want to coach that? But I'm thinking get you get you out of the get you out of the line of fire into cover. Yeah, I will agree with clever and skilled. Um, do I need to burn a fate point for this? Um. Not the way we're doing it. You're basically creating an advantage on your own aspect. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll go with clever and skilled. Okay. That, again, still looking at her. Uh-huh. Basically just kind of hop backwards through the door and swing out of the way. Okay. So in order to do so, uh, we're going to go for a uh, difficulty uh, for a difficulty three. Well, I got a four. You, oh, you did. Okay. So uh, you are able to... <laughs> Uh, get to the back. You now have a. Uh, you are now in. Uh, you are now in uh, in cover because there's a wall in. There's the the, the doorway frame wall where uh, in between you and her. And she sees what you're doing and she fires. Uh, and her shot just goes through the uh, goes through the doorway and uh, out into just out into the air, uh, missing completely. So you see Joe. You see Sebastian. Balancing on the on the the rail that kind of you know protects the walkway between cars, with a hand on each door, kind of splayed out, making sure the doors stay open. It's a rather uh, that's kind of a funny picture. <laughs> as uh, as Jonah jumps backwards, doing all this, okay, I, I want to shout out to her. I think they're your problem now. 
and uh, sure enough, zomb- uh, the fr- uh, the first zombies start coming through uh, the pathway. They the the second uh, the second gunshot as she she shot when she shot at you as you jumped away definitely has their attention now, and uh, they start they start uh, staggering forward at her. She starts firing off a sh- uh, a shot, and the first zombie takes it full in the chest, and you see him sort of drop to his knees, uh, and then come right back up and doesn't stop moving forward. And uh, her next shot takes the next one in the head, and it drops to the it drops to the ground, and the others just trample right on over it as they start coming through. So they're coming through the walkway. For the moment, Sebastian, they seem to be ignoring you for the <laughs> moment. Jonah, the fir- the lead one starts passing through the uh, uh, the getting to the doorway and seems to be focused very much on the witch ahead of uh, in the conductor room. The second one, however, starts coming after you. And then uh, after, as soon as the uh, the flow gets a little bottlenecked on the walkway, because it's a fairly thin walkway, um, Sebastian, suddenly one of them, uh, you feel a pair of hands grab onto your ankle. Okay, so we all have zom- we've all got zombie problems at this point. Martine, you. Are on the top. You are at the end of passenger car one. Mm-hmm. You just saw the uh, the witch smash, uh, swing down and smash through the glass. You can't see anything else going on in the car there, but you saw Jonah turn his back and he 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 seems to be he's paying attention to something going on inside the car. You see Sebastian down on his knees messing with the coupling. Then he jumps up onto the rail and opens the doors. And uh, you see zombies start coming through. You see zombies start getting shot from the inside of the car. You can't see the witch currently, but you see Sebastian standing on the rail holding the doors open. You see Jonah on the walkway just outside the door to the conductor car. And uh, <coughs> zombies are starting to pour through uh, from one from the passenger car to the conductor car. What a mess. Well... I assume they had a good reason. I can't fathom why they would have filled the most strategically important car on the train with the undead. But given that that's the situation (laughs) and that they were the competent defenders of light that I was trying to find to stand behind, I will, uh, on the car and uh, with my rifle, give them what cover I can. Any zombies that seem more interested in them than wherever they're going, I will try to take shots at. All right. I guess I can just say in their defense, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> so far, it's worked out well for me. I, I think it seemed like a flashy idea at the time. A good idea is another matter entirely. <laughs> All right, so from your point of view, Martine, um, the one one zombie, the first zombie makes its way into the conductor car, and the um, and one zombie is now reaching Jonah on the on the walkway. And you see the others, as soon as they bottleneck, you see one start trying to grab Sebastian. And the rest are just in various states of pouring forward. Hmm. Um, well, then, I suppose I will... Uh, given the choice between the two, I will I will try to protect uh, Jonah first. He seemed okay. a little more upstanding and useful. I'll take a shot at the one who's offending uh, him. Okay, since the zombie is totally unaware of you, this is just going to be a passive um, passive defense of two. They are not going to... I'm not going to roll for their defense. Okay, and um, uh, it, it, it's, his life isn't immediately in danger. I don't have to quickly shoot. I can carefully line up a shot. I would say that I'd say so. Okay, so then I will uh, carefully... Combative, I assume, if I'm shooting Combative, my yes. weapon? Yes, yep. that is a plus two total, and I get a f- three, beating their passive defense. All right, so uh, so that gives you a so their passive defense is two, so that's going to deal one stress to the uh, to the zombie. And okay, Jonah, there's a zo- uh, one zombie is reaching right for you, and as it as it, it extend, as it kind of shambles or, or shoves its way through the walkway and kind of comes to your little nook on the on the, the platform. Suddenly, a bullet or a gunshot, you know, rips through the through the air, and you hear and uh, it 
staggers into the wall right in front of you and uh, has not yet grabbed hold of you. But it it hit, so it hits the wall <coughs> and it kind of pushes it pushes itself uh, back up and is uh, is uh, still coming at you. It is not down, but it 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 it, uh, it got hit pretty hard. Uh, can I look up for a split second and see where the shot came from? Absolutely. You see, looking uh, standing at the edge of the of the passenger car, right above the doorway, you see that uh that 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 strange uh, native mystic fellow from earlier with his uh what what did you have a a a, win, uh, a short Winchester. Short Winchester, yeah. And the zombie that just attacked me, the two of us are on this little platform between cars in the open air, right? So you're in this little space right here, and, and Jonah, you have a rail right here, and then Sebastian is standing on this wa- on the rail over here. So this whole area is kind of protected by a rail. You'd have to be really dumb to fall off this thing. Or, you know, or me. having someone throw you off, which is what has happened a couple times already in this game. All right, the, the zombie is closer to the door than I am, right? Yes. Okay, my goal is to shove him away from me through the door into the conductor car. I think you I think that's a reasonably accomplishable wrestling move. So that would be athletics with um what with your uh, with a justifiable approach. I'll go forceful. All right. Yeah, I'm not trying to be anything show-offy here. I just want to shove him away from me. Um, Sounds good. But what I will do is when I look up and see uh, the holy man up there, I'll I'll reach up and salute him real fast and then kind of move my arm in that, like I'll salute up and then shove the zombie away from me, kind of that one sweeping motion. Nice. Um, I'm rolling at a plus two. Okay. I'm going to actively contest um, this. I'm gonna actively re-roll that with, with a, a fate. With a so what fate? So so something I didn't do a very good job of last time that uh, I want to reiterate is any is any time you're spending a fate point. Um, and I realize I didn't do a good job on this with Sebastian Hop doing his stunt earlier. Um, and actually, uh, so anytime you're spending a fate point, you need to tie. You you should be tying it to one of your aspects. In the case of what Sebastian was doing earlier, I think we can make a case that it was it was. Um, establishing a fact that was possible um, and just taking a little narrative control there. Um, but for for any time you're getting a bonus or you're getting a re-roll, um, we, you tie it to either a, a scene aspect or a character aspect. Usually one of your own, but not necessarily. So you're invoking um, one of the aspects that is present in the situation. Yeah, I'm going to rely on my I knew you would do that. Take the swipe at him. Okay. Predict that he's going to either resist or roll off of it, okay. and, and kind of alter my trajectory for the re-roll. Okay, his uh, his con- his uh, contest here is only going to be a plus one, so his defense. So he so your re-roll gave you a net one. His his uh, his active defense gives him a net two. Uh, this would not succeed, although. What you're trying to do isn't really an attack; it's more of an overcome. So if you want to succeed at a cost, I'll say you can go ahead and get the get him to shove away, but you take one stress as he uh, as he claws you back. If you want to succeed at a cost, with my success, would that get him away from me fully into? Yes, he will be in car. the car, and uh, you will right. he will be in, he will get through the door as you attempted to do in the first place. Okay, yeah, I will I will take the one stress. Okay, cool. So, succeed at cost. His, as you as you swing him into the car, he tries to hold on to you, but the momentum is too great, but as he uh, as he peels away from you, his finger his fingers just rake down your arm. Uh, but he stumbles into the car with a crash and uh, but your your arm is uh, is uh, scratched. Not you're not injured. That some bitch. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Sebastian, you are on the rail. You have zombie. Uh, zombies are going to try and pull you down. Okay. So um, 
uh, active resistance, please. Okay, so just so I understand, so how exactly are they getting to me? Underneath the doors, through the broke out window? Oh, so, are they trying so, to pull the doors open? So no, so looking at the walkway, so there's a door, there's this little landing space, walkway, landing space, and then the next door. Okay? Yep. So this whole, everything in between the doors is open air with a rail. Yep. Okay? So they are walking, and you're standing on the rail right, right here in that narrow space. Right, and then, but in my mind, I have the doors because I'm holding the doors open, so there's a barrier between me and them. So I just, I'm not sure how are they, are they like oh. reaching through the through the door or like okay. underneath it? Okay, I see. So uh, okay, so we've got it. We've just got a difference of image in our mind. I'm picturing the doors probably just the way. The, sorry, based on it's based on the trains that I've been on. Um, not basically the door. The edge of each door reaches this narrow. The, the this this lot this space right here. Uh, so I see what you're describing, and I hadn't thought of it that way, but for the sake of cool, sure. Uh, so the doors are creating a bit of a barrier here. However, the glass in the doors has been broken out. Yep. So they're reaching through. There, It doesn't change what's happening. It's just changing how it's happening. Right, and that, that's what I was, I was just trying to clarify. What, cause, yeah. Okay. So they are how, reaching through the through the broken doors, uh, the broken windows to uh, to grab hold of your leg, and okay. they are trying to pull you through. So it's not working very well, but they're going to try and uh, uh, they're going to try and uh, pull you through. Um, and there's two of them that are currently doing this. Uh, yeah, there's a whole mob <laughs> kind of moving through here, but for the sake for the purposes of this action, there's two of them. Rather than rolling twice, I'm going to just treat them as a single one and give them a teamwork bonus. So, uh, which instead of just having a plus one to their roll, they'll uh, they'll have a plus two. So, ooh, they rolled better than I expected. So they have a four. They are trying to pull you in. So you have an uh, a, uh, an active resistance, and I'm gonna say you have a uh, um, because of the the situation you've set up with the doors. I'm gonna say you can have a bonus of uh, of plus two because of the um, the doors making it pretty difficult. Okay, in my mind, I was going to go with uh, quickly athletic. I'm just trying to keep moving my leg out of the way or my arm out of the way. So okay. I'm sort of, in my mind, I'm almost like Jackie Chan. Like I, every time they they come at me one way or the other, <laughs> I'm just dodging. Nice. So okay. they give me a total of plus four. Very good. So you are able to. Um, yep. You you beat them by two, so you're good. So you're keeping out of it. However, I'm going to say that the 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 for future um, not transactions for future inter. Uh, interchanges here. Yeah. The uh, the door the bonus from the doors is gone. So for from a mechanical standpoint, you use the bonus from the door, and it will. Uh, uh, if you want to do a create advantage to try and build up some free invokes for yourself, you could. But uh, you uh, you use that advantage. All right. Well, what I would like to do is I actually want to do an overcome. Okay. And and again, I know that we busted at least one of the windows out, so there's like a kind of a hole there about yep. chest high. I'm going to say both want, of them have been broken out. There's been a lot of lead flying through. Okay, so. e even better. I want to use that as a step, go okay. up the rail, step in that space, and try to get on top of the train. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's just a simple phys, uh, athletic overcome. Um, okay. I am going to say I will definitely be assisting him if I am able. You are able. So you see that coming. So that's going to take your action for this next round, uh, uh, Scott. And so um, you don't need to make a roll, Scott, but you give him a... Um, you have athletic, don't you? Yes. Okay, so you give him a plus one to do this. Um, and so, Sebastian, go ahead and uh, what is your approach for this athletic move? So I would say quick athletic again, because, again, I'm yep. trying to do that Jackie Chan thing where I'm going between the two doors really quickly, creating uh -huh. momentum. Yep. Okay, I think that's so, fine. You get a plus one from, uh, from Martin. Okay, and that would give me a total of a plus three, which gives me a four. Very good. Okay, you needed you needed a three. You got a four. You're good. So, um, so, uh, so, uh, so go ahead and kind of give us the you and you climbing up, Martin helping you. How does that all play out? I would have jumped up to the top rail with my feet, both hands going on top yep. of the two doors, foot in each side really quickly, and I, I probably would leap and not quite make it. And right as I'm about to fall, his hand uh, reaches Martin out, reaches out, grabs nice. onto your wrist with his hand and pulls you the rest of the way. Dramatic Perfect. close up on the clasping hand. 
Exactly. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So that uh, that puts us to the zombies. So, Jonah, you are still on this landing space right here, and the zombie you threw uh, through that space has now uh, disappeared into the car. Um, and uh, you hear uh, a scream coming from... It. You hear a, a few more gunshots coming from inside the car and a, uh, uh, and a, and a scream from the witch. Um, and suddenly... The uh, you hear uh, as her scream her scream ends in a uh, in a crazy chant in a language you, you don't understand, but it terminates in a abrupt concussion uh, concussion wave as a blast of uh, flame explodes inside the conductor car. Oh my! So uh, you're not sure what just went down in there, but uh, you're pretty sure she had something to do with it, and. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I want to be the other way from here at this point in time. Yes. Um, so that happens inside the car, and there are more. Uh, so various parts of zombies come flying out the doorway. <laughs> and more zombies keep flooding through, and two more on coming from the little walkway here turn their attention to you as they can't as, as they uh, keep pouring. So you have two more zombies coming at you, so instead of a plus one to their attack roll, they'll get a plus two. And they're coming at you again. Um, they're actually going to try and create an advantage against you. So rather than attacking you, they're trying to grab hold of you and pull you uh, and, and like grapple, grapple, uh, just grapple. With you. So uh, if you want, if you can do an active resist uh, with athletics, please. Um, I'm going to say this cannot be um, just due to the situation. This cannot be resisted cleverly. But I can resist forcefully. You sure can. So forcefully athletic will give me a plus two. Okay. For a total of four. Okay. You uh so you defend uh yeah, so you you um in that case actually you'd succeed with style or they since they well actually they failed to create advantage roll, but one of the results of that is that the uh, the aspect can still get... Uh, so you have a choice. I'm going to give you a choice here, Caleb. You, they can either just flat-out fail, or rather than them getting grap getting the uh, advantage of grappled on you, you can have the advantage of grappled on them to use in your next exchange. Your choice. They can either just fail, or you can have a, tur uh, have a turnaround. No, I want to take the advantage. Okay. My... End goal is going to. Okay, here's what I picture. They reach out to grab me. Yep. Uh, instead of turning away, mm -hmm. I essentially grab their claws yep. and yank down. Okay. So and you are grappling. So their their result their desired result was that you guys would be grappling, and you are you are grappling, but you're in control of the grapple instead of them. Right. I'm trying to turn them into a step stool. Ah. I, I want see. to yank them down so that in my turn I can step up and go. Awesome. Well, it is now your turn. So. Well, hey, that's what I'm doing. Do so, and you have one free invoke on the aspect grapple. So, yeah, I will, uh, like I said, I, I grab them, yank them to the ground. Um, in one motion, I will step on them and step up, propelling myself towards the roof of the cars. Okay, so uh, just since you've got a lot of distance here, so um, you're going to be leaping across. If you can, uh, in order to actually reach the top of the car, that would be a difficulty six, but if you can pull off a difficulty four, you can leap right from here all the way across and grab hold of the ceiling, right, of the roof right here, and then you'd be able to presumably scramble your way up on your next exchange. Okay. Okay. Um, but if I'm you can pull go, off a six, you're all the way over the top smooth in one motion. I'm going to go forceful and athletic. I, I, if you want, I would go ahead and say this could be a clever athletic move. This is pretty This is pretty nifty in terms of using multiple factors to your advantage. Okay, I'll take that. So that'll give me a plus three with a plus two from the grapple. So I'll roll yep. in a plus five. There you go. Come on. Hey-oh! Whoa! Plus seven. All right, so you quite, uh, quite cinematically leap across the uh, leap off the backs of these uh, 
of the of the the attacking zombies and leap over the walkway and scramble in one smooth motion. You grab hold of the the, the edge of the uh, other car and pull yourself up in, in in one sort of vaulting motion. And uh, you are now standing next to a next to uh, Martine and Sebastian. As I get up there, I kind of shake my duster off from my shoulders. Howdy, boys. Figured I'd join you. <laughs> awesome. So Martine um, seems suitably impressed. Makes up so, for my horrible choices that you didn't see before. <laughs> <laughs> so the zombies are pouring in, and you guys are uh, from up here. You kind you can see from the the zombies seem to actually be moving from the other car even this way, and they're just because the. Uh, however, after a moment of you kind of up on the safe area, you realize they can't seem to get up to you. You're in a pretty good spot. Like they they're aware of you there, but they uh, they can't really. There's not really anything good that they can grab hold of. Climbing is not something they're particularly equipped for. You seem to be in a pretty safe spot. Um, yeah, but we, we can't really go anywhere either. The that is a problem. The <laughs> coupling between trains. That's a big hunk of metal, right? It is so so un, so the coupling is underneath this walkway, this narrow walkway right here. Ah, damn! It's underneath that, and not to mention the fact that there are several zombies at any given moment. There are several zombies, zombies, uh, zombies. There zombies. are several zombies standing on top of this walkway right here. So the coupling would be not inaccessible, but pretty damn hard. Um, so we what about shoot it out? But what about a different one? If if we walk along the train, can we find? A place where maybe oh. the doors are closed and we could separate, at least minimize how many we're going to have to deal with? Entirely possible, but um, mm. unfortunately, guys, there's a, there's a slight complication. After you guys are kind of sitting there for just a moment, it you suddenly all come to the same realization at the same time. We're when, slowing down. When the explosion went off in the conductor car, the engine is no longer, the, the train is no longer propelling forward at its nice steady pace. It is now starting to slow down. And uh, it's still going, but um, you predict that in a minute, you probably have about one minute of, of the train just careening forward until its own its momentum runs out and friction brings it to a halt. And then you are king of the hill with a whole lot of zombies underneath. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we take our escape now and let the train take the zombies away rather than waiting for it to stop. So I'm going to look about to see if there's a, a nice-looking bush that might cap, catch me or a good gentle slope that might, I might be able to tumble down. The, are no, you thinking uh, what I'm thinking, partner? How, I'm thinking, how far are we from the horses that the Apache used to attack the train? Oh, you guys have gone several miles. You guys, oh. you, this has all happened. Uh, in, you, you guys have gone, uh, at the speed you're going, you guys have, have traveled it. Minimum one, two miles by now. They're a, they're a ways away. Um, oh dear. So you guys are coming to. So uh, the, you're coming. You're slow, starting to slow down. This train's still moving pretty fast. There is, however, a nice sloping hill that you guys are 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 happen to be moving by right now. And if you jump, if you <coughs> jump off, you could certainly go for a nice nice roll. You might still you might hurt yourself, but uh, it's certainly better than you know crashing into rock. I'm I'm going to um, start my my traditional deer dance and mystically create an advantage on that nice sloping hill as plants grow to further buffer our fall. Awesome, guys! You see him start dancing. Um, so Scott, give us a mystical um, create advantage here. I'm going to say you can't be careful because you don't have time. Hmm. Well, then that seems to mean that I must be quick. Sounds good. Mystical quick. I, uh, result of two. For, for just creating a simple advantage like this, I think that is sufficient. So uh, so all you guys see that as the uh, as he starts doing his funky dance, that the air in, a, in an area up above, a whole bunch of bushes seem to get thicker and sort of converge together to create an awfully convenient landing pad. All right, I'm going to step to the side and sort of do like a mocking bow towards Jonah as if I want him to go first. <laughs> and, then, and then if he accepts, I'm then going to jump behind him and push us both off so that I land on top of him. Awesome. 
Okay, so everyone jumping off the train needs to give uh, needs to give an athletics roll. Difficulty three. You can uh, choose your um, really any any approach is appropriate here as long as you tell me how you're doing it. Uh, difficulty three, but you get a bonus of uh, plus. Actually, difficulty four, but you get a plus two from Martine. Now this is an overcome roll, so if you if you're under it, no big deal. You're gonna take str- you'll just take some stress as a right. as a cost. So this is All a matter right. of a question of can you do this without getting banged up? Can I get a situational um, aspect that I'm using Jonah as padding? Uh, I think we need a uh, an ath- uh, a uh, athletic create advantage roll before you go and. Um, can I oppose that? <laughs> yes, you can. So this sounds like a. Cl- I think that's a clever athletics from Sebastian jo- uh, and Jonah. Um, if you could resist it the same way, please. Clever athletics. Clever athletics from both of you. Yeah. Wow. Two oh, to five. Wow. So um. So, so here, I, I think what happened is he knew I would do that, and so <laughs> then he jumped out of the way, and I just went Superman off the train. So uh, here's what here's what happened. Um. So because if you, uh, since, uh, since he failed on the create advantage roll, especially since uh, Jonah succeeded with style on his defense here, on his active opposition, Jonah, you instead get the, uh, the advantage of using Sebastian for, uh, for cushioning. So you get, a, uh, you get a plus two from that, and you get a plus two from uh, Martine's um, mystical advantage. So you get a plus four on your, over, on your landing roll, so... Uh, athletics over uh, your athletic overcome. Um, what is the approach you're using for that athletic check? Careful for your leap. All right, total of eight. All right, you <laughs> land very smoothly, totally fine, no scratches. Uh, in fact, you do it and you look good. You I don't even get yourself I'm, dirty. Remember uh, that one FMV from Final Fantasy VIII. When you first met Irving, the sharpshooter? No, but tell me. <laughs> he's uh, he's sitting on the ground. He's got his legs like kind of kicked up and crossed at the knees. He's got his his big cowboy hat tipped back, kind of over down over his face, and he's doing like that stupid finger gun thing. Of <laughs> it, that's how I land. I'm so awesome. Nice. Slow clap. All right. So Michael, he uh, he land he he uses you to cushion his blow. Let's get your uh, athletics yeah. roll. What approach are you using as well, you try to as you take your leap off the train? Well, I was trying for clever, but that failed. So I would imagine that's probably what I'm still going with, because that's a bad one for me. But as I'm flying through the air, I'm going to yell, "I'm worth more alive than dead." <laughs> <laughs> so I only get the plus two from Martine. Oh, that's not good for me. Oh, um. So I would like so, to use a fate point to reroll that, please. I think you can, and I think you can. We'll go ahead and let you invoke um, Kay, uh, invoke Jonah's aspect, uh, or no, it's your own aspect. A life worth a life more, more alive yeah. than dead. So he'll I, maybe uh, tr- he'll try to catch me a little bit or soften my Yeah, I, well. I would say if he invokes that, I yeah. actually. Step you up and him. soften the blow up for a second. Sounds good. You certainly have shifts of success to spare. <laughs> All right. There we go. Much, Much better that time. All right, Martine, your turn. You have your, you have a plus two from your roll plus whatever athletic approach you use. I'm gonna uh, shake my head slowly, staring at the uh, the two fools who who so distinctly remind me of St. Francis of Assisi and uh, the story of St. Francis of Assisi and Bear when they were walking together in the woods. And then I will carefully, athletically, jump off using my lovely, comfortable landing place, and I rolled terribly, but I still got a two. <laughs> okay, so even with your bonus, you so you fail by two, so you take a, you take a, a two stress. I fail by two? Was the, oh, the difficulty's four? Difficulty was four, yeah. Oh, sad. I will put it in my three stress slot. So um, you're you're you'll be fine. Uh, But you would you would scratch off your two stress slots. I thought I had a one, three, and a five. Do I have a one, two, and a three? You have a one, two, and three. Good to know. I'll scratch off my two bucks. 
Very good. Okay, so you guys land. The train goes goes running down the tracks. It's probably going to take a good minute for that thing to just come to a complete stop. So the zombies will be, you know, a good, oh, half mile away from you by then. There didn't happen to be any explosives on the train. Not to your knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Presumably the explosion happened from the witch in the conductor car. Right. I I was thinking if there was a giant box in the caboose labeled dynamite, I could <laughs> shoot it. That sure would that would have been handy, but you know, you guys jumped off the train, so good enough. So you guys are uh, are are now in the wilderness. You are you are sitting on the side of the tr- of the train tracks, and there is a train full of angry zombies rushing away from you. It is now uh, uh, the uh, you see the sun setting behind the hills, and uh, kind of it's in that purple <coughs> half you know half circle dipping behind the hills. It gets that bright orange light cascading up into the sky. Um, and uh, it's going to be night soon, and you guys are going to have to be, you guys are stuck in the wilderness with no gear and not really prepared for wilderness trekking. But that will happen, that, that we'll have to deal with that next time. Check out previous podcasts at our website and subscribe to future ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it. Email your ideas to podcast at dndacademy.com and you can connect with us on Twitter at dnd underscore academy. As always, thanks for listening and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.